Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Continuing on with a Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Of course, a uh, big weekend this past weekend for the Kansas State Chiefs as they make it to the AFC Championship game once again, knocking the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs. They win that game 27-24. They'll play the Ravens coming up on Sunday in the AFC Championship, a 2 o'clock kickoff. You can hear all the action right here on KMOX. Uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes joined our sister station, 610 Sports in Kansas City, the flagship of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, speaking with uh, Carrington Harrison, just talked about his feeling after uh, coming away with that win. On Sunday, yeah, no, uh, definitely happy. This win. is um, obviously it was a great environment, um, but I was glad that we were able to go in there, come together, and uh, find a way to get a win. And now we're we're on the Baltimore, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun this week, uh, preparing for this challenge, and uh, we're we're excited for it. Let me ask you this: What hurts more, getting hit by Aaron Donald or getting hit with one of those snowballs that were being thrown by the Buffalo faithful? Well, I luckily enough, I didn't get hit. Uh, there some that came awfully close, but. Uh, yeah, I would probably say Aaron Donald, but I, I don't have that experience of getting hit by the snowball. But uh, yeah, definitely was uh, it was wild. But uh, like we said, it was a lot of fun out there. I just want to get your kind of first person just recollection of that moment, that image of you running off the field, and Ted Cruz is right there next to you. And you just got done doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson. That's as big as I've seen you smile in a while. How happy are you in that moment? What's going through your head when you were going off the field, knowing what you guys just accomplished? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you're excited. I mean, to be able to go on the road in the playoffs and win a game is is, is hard to do. Um, and so to be able to go up against a great team like that and get a win, and um, I was running over trying to get my headband and my, my sleeve, a uh, kid with my jersey on, and snowballs start flying. I mean, it's just like you're a little kid again, man. You're just playing football in the backyard with your friends and your family, and uh, you, you come out with the win, you're smiling, running back in the house. They showed a pretty cool moment of you and your team inside the locker room, and the camera then cuts to you and you said, hey, they asked for this, they wanted this, they got it, and you guys just won. And Travis comes in and says, but we still got more business to do. Let's turn it up. Was there anything that was said that maybe gave you extra motivation over the course of this week in this fun back-and-forth rivalry? No, I mean, I don't know if it's – you have to be motivated to play these games, man. I mean, everybody wanted us to – wanted us to go on the road, and we were able to go on the road and, and get a win. I mean, you have to accept the challenge in this league. I mean, every single week's going to be tough, especially in the playoffs, and there's a lot of great environments around the league. And so to be able to, to get yourself motivated enough to go out there and play your best ball, um, uh, it's special, and I think this group does a great job of it. And there's, it's not just me. we got a, a lot of great leaders on this team. I think that video, you can see that. 
normally I try to have some well-thought-out question, but I'll just throw it to you this. How great was Travis on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, he was awesome, man. I mean, I think um, you could tell he stepped his game up. I mean, he, he's got the most touchdowns. Um, he got the most touchdowns between me and him for a reason, man. He sets his game up in the biggest games. Um, he makes the plays. He makes the catches, and he blocks. I mean, he does whatever it takes to win the football game, and that's why I'm glad he's on my team. Are you a fan of the history of this game? You and Travis Kelsey have more touchdowns than Rice in Montana. You and Kelsey have more touchdowns than Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. How cool is it for you two together to sit atop that list? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's it really is really cool. I mean, um, those are four of the greatest players of all time. I mean, Tom is the greatest player of all time, and it's like three other ones that are in that separate Hall of Dion talks about in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a uh, cool to be able to look back on our careers and say that we're on the top of that list. I'm sure it'll get broken at some point, but um, it really is something that uh, we never even think about, but every time you see your name with those guys, uh, names around it, you know you're doing something pretty cool. Speaking of Tom Brady on his podcast this week, he said that you are a guy that always figures out how to get it done. I can't think of a greater compliment to be paid than Tom Brady to say you are a guy who always figures out a way to shine through in big time moments. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, I have a lot of uh, – I, I watch a lot of Tom and the way he was able to drive the ball down the football field and win games and um, and just lead his team. I think that's the biggest thing is when you think of Tom Brady, you think of the ultimate leader, uh, someone that everyone w- wants to go out there and give everything they have to, to help that guy win. Um, and I try to do the same stuff. I mean, he obviously he's beaten me in the playoffs, so I, I've seen it firsthand. Um, but uh, it's, it's not something about how it gets done. It's about getting it done and finding a way to win. And um, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can to be a leader like that and try to win – as much as he as much as he's won and uh continues to do i want to go back just a little bit but i'm curious how important was that end of the season that game against the los angeles chargers you don't play in that game isaiah pacheco doesn't play travis makes the decision to not play in that game sneed how important of it was from a team concept for you to kind of get that mental and physical break because it feels like it really really was a positive for travis now in the playoffs yeah i think uh, i mean obviously the rest is always great especially um, for older guys like Travis, um, but I think for everybody, I mean, getting your body right, um, getting yourself ready to go for the playoffs. I think, what, like you said, the mental side of it. I think it's not even the mental of taking a day of the game off. It's being being energized for your teammates, being on the sideline, letting these guys that work their tail off every single day, showing them like the success they have, and showing how much we care about them as well. I think that just brought the team together because um, we had been through uh, some tough times and we were battling through to get to the playoffs and. To have that break and just get back to loving football again, I think that was something that was special, and it kind of we carried that momentum into the playoffs. Patrick, a couple of years ago, you guys have the historic win against Buffalo, and you guys are unable to go to the Super Bowl. How much of your message as a team for the guys who were there a couple of years ago that had that 13-second comeback, in my opinion, the best game that we've ever seen in Arrowhead to, hey, I know this win is great, but we got to finish the job. How much is, is part of your message this week? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think guys understand that. Um, guys that were here and guys that weren't here. I mean, we if you cut the tape on you watch the Ravens play, you know they're going to bring the energy, they're going to bring the juice, the physicality, and we're going to have to play our best football in order to win. Um, and so uh, for us, um, we just going to go back to the back to making the playbook the way we want it, going out there, getting everything we got, um, and trying to find a way to win at the end. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes getting ready for the championship round against Baltimore. Patrick, you have gone up against this defense basically every day since July. What makes this defense so great? Yeah, I mean, I think just the, the fact that they're, they're deep at, at every level. I mean, you, you see guys, I mean, when injuries happen, guys step in and they can play. Um, they disguise very well. They got the players that can just go one-on-one and match up and, and, and stop guys. And 
they make great adjustments. I mean, if you look at that game against Buffalo, Buffalo was doing a lot of great things. They got a lot of great players, and they made the adjustments at halftime and was able to hold them to seven points in the second half, and that's a that's a tall task to do against a team like that. And so um, they're well coached. They got the players to do it, and they got the depth to do it as well, and they fly around and play for each other. I'm curious on a personal level for you, what sort of clicks for you in the postseason because this season you had the most interceptions that you've had in a regular season, but so far through the first two games, you haven't thrown an interception. You haven't thrown an interception in your last five postseason games. That's over 150 passes. What is it about you that kind of starts to really pare things down once we get to the postseason? Yeah, I mean, you've got you to really execute on the details. I mean, I try to do that all season long, but obviously in the postseason it's magnified even more, and um, turnovers are such a big deal in the NFL, um, especially in the postseason on who wins games. You want to try to protect that football um, and um, you still want to be aggressive. You still want to take shots down the field, but just knowing when to do that. And um, at the end of the day, it's just finding a way to win. And for me, if that's throwing for 350 yards or throwing for 100 yards, as long as we're winning the football game and moving to the next round, um, you're winning. We talk a lot about your relationship with a lot of other quarterbacks. You know, you and Josh Allen seem to get along very well. You and Joe Burrow have had some friendly rivalries. You and Justin Herbert. Where are you at with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, every time I'm interacting with Lamar, man, he's a great dude. Um, he, he's someone that loves football. Um, he told, you can tell his teammates love him. I mean, he plays, like, you can see how he plays, that competitiveness that he has. Um, and he's had success at every level. Um, it's not someone that I text like every week or anything like that, which I don't do with mo- most of the other quarterbacks. But I know when I go, in, go into that game this weekend, he's going to have that competitive fire just like uh, all of us. And we're going to try to do whatever we can to beat each other. And uh, the best man will come out on top. You're a fan of this game. You and I have had a lot of conversations over the years about you just on a Monday night watching football. Do you ever just watch him in awe of some of the things that he can do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everyone in the NFL does. I mean, it's not just the running, but, I mean, just the being able to throw the different arm slots, um, to be accurate, throw it downfield. I mean, he can do it it all, and that's why he's going to hope. I mean, I'm not hopefully, but going to be winning his second MVP probably. And um, I think uh, that just speaks to the type of player he is. He continues to get better and better. Um, That's what we're all trying to do in this league. Um, And uh, it'll be a great challenge for us, and we're excited uh, to go out there to their place and see, see what we can do. Houston had six offensive line penalties in their matchup against Baltimore. Someone found the audio of you talking about going on the road against Baltimore and how you had to use a silent count was one of the more difficult environments. How important is some of that nonverbal communication that you and I talked about last week against Buffalo? You guys executed that really well in the second round. How important is that going to be this week? It's extremely important. I mean, they do a great job of disguising. Um, they do. They have a, a well-coached defense, players everywhere, and they do a great job of disguising and trying to – time up your snap counts and stuff like that. So you got to be able to use that nonverbal uh, communication to be on the same page with also trying to get them to give away some of their coverages. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a, a, a real a real factor in the game, and you saw that in the Houston game. And, I mean, I played there on Sunday night and Monday night, and I know it's going to be even louder than that, and those two games were some of the loudest I've been a part of. So it'll be a, it'll be a great environment, and we're excited for the challenge. Two final questions here, Patrick, and I'll get you out of here. Number one, we had Mitch Holtz on the show yesterday, and I asked him what did he see from Baltimore on film. He said that he didn't see a weakness on that team. When you watch Baltimore, what do you see from that Ravens team? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that they're in this game. I mean, they have no weakness. Um, I mean, obviously, I just watched most of the defense. But no, no weakness on that defensive line, no weakness in the linebacker group, obviously, with the pro bowlers there. And then the secondary is playing their tail off as well. I mean, there really is a – uh, a truly great group of uh, football players, and they, they fly around, they play fast, they play hard, um, and uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us. I mean, but what, what else can you ask for? It's, it's the best going up against the best. That's what you have in this round with four teams left. 
Um, and uh, whoever makes the less mistakes and goes out and execute at a high enough level is going to win it. Last thing here, I'm just going to guess that you seeing Jason Kelsey shirtless in the sweep, that doesn't even make his top five, top ten, I'm guessing. No, man, I mean, that's just Jason being Jason. Now, that Kelsey family, man, they they, uh, they live on high energy, um, they, and they're, they're a family, man. They love each other, and they're going to support each other. So uh, it's cool to see, and, uh, I mean, that was an all-time moment. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, he's had a lot better. So, I mean, I, who, who knows what he'll do this week. That is Patrick Mahomes joining us on the show today, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick, last week's game against Buffalo was great. I think we're all hoping for another great one this weekend. Good luck, man. Appreciate you hopping on today. Yeah, appreciate you. Patrick Mahomes speaking with our sister station, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Again, AFC Championship game Sunday, Chiefs-Ravens, 2 o'clock. We'll have it for you here on KMOX. We'll continue to talk about uh, the Chiefs and what's going on with them. Our good friend Alex Gold from 610 Sports, he joins us in just a moment. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Going to throw a tight end screen left to Kelsey. Trying to angle to the far pylon. Stretching out. Does he have it? Does he have it? Are they going to give it to him? No signal yet given. And do they give it to him? Yep. It's a touchdown. <laughs> Kansas City. And it breaks the record as Kelsey able to get his elbow touching the pylon on the far front side. 
The great Mitch Holtis on the call here on KMOX and across the Chiefs radio network. We go to the Quiver River guest line right now. Welcome in somebody who is part of the Chiefs radio network and also uh, co-host of uh, Cody and Gold on our sister station, uh, 610 Sports in Kansas City. It's our good friend, Alex Gold. Alex, appreciate you taking the time with us today. How are you? Always. I'm doing good, man. It's good to be back on with you guys and uh, another fun time of the year here in Kansas City. Yeah, it just seems like as, as much negativity was around this Chiefs team because they're not what they've been the last few years, here they are in the AFC Championship game again. It's it's rather remarkable, the run that they're on right now. No, it is. You know, I, I think you know we compared it to the Patriot years where there were plenty of times from afar where you would watch the Patriot Tom Brady years and – You know, there were plenty of seasons where I think we all looked at the Patriots, whether it was AFC title game week, whether it was Super Bowl week, and we're like, this team wasn't even that good that year. How did they they get there? And I feel like that's kind of where we're at, where you said it. This team had flaws throughout the entire season. Offensively, they're not the same team from 2022 or 2021. Um, But when you have, you know, one of the greats at quarterback and you've got experience and a future Hall of Famer at tight end, like, I step up and – that's what has happened so far the first two games of this postseason. If you're the Buffalo Bills, where do you go from here? Because you, <laughs> this was the opportunity to finally beat Kansas City. You're at home. Uh, it's a Chiefs team that doesn't look as good, and it still ends up in this direction. I, I don't know what that organization does moving forward. Oh, it's devastating. It, it just has to be. This was the, the game you finally thought it was your opportunity because you get them in your backyard. I mean, that was always the – I guess, excuse, if you will, for why Josh Allen hadn't beaten Mahomes in the postseason was, well, wait till this thing's at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. Well, they got their opportunity there. And, of course, Josh Allen played great. Mahomes was better, right? Mahomes was just flat out better. Even with the Chiefs making mistakes, they still were able, when it mattered, to get the stops defensively. And so if you're Buffalo, look, Josh Allen's not going anywhere. I think there's valid questions about your head coach and Sean McDermott. He's not going to go anywhere right now. But I think it's fair to wonder at some point, is he the coach that can get you over the hump? You know, the St- Stephon Diggs, is he still a number one wide receiver? Or did he, did he just have a bad year? Or is this who he is now? So I think there's definitely questions. Von Miller, you brought in a couple of years ago on a big deal to really stop the Chiefs. And he hasn't been healthy, been a shell of himself. So I think there's real questions there, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, and maybe with the coaching staff in Buffalo. This this team, you look at the TV ratings, which were just incredible, and so many people talk about the Taylor Swift factor. I don't know how much that. By the sidebar on that is, I we I can't go a minute in St. Louis without hearing people complain about Taylor Swift. Is it like that in Kansas City, or are people in Kansas City more kind of in favor of the attention that she's getting? Well, I mean, there's still there's still people that are annoyed by it. I think, but um. Now I also feel like there's more people in Kansas City that even if they were like, hey, why are you guys talking about this? They're more on board because they're seeing how much it irritates everybody else around yeah. the NFL. Uh, and that's kind of also where I'm at. Like, number one, you know, do I have no problem with, with, with Kelsey and Swift. They're happy. Why, shouldn't, why should we care? They're happy. Who cares? And, and, you know, the entertainment factor during the game, big deal. They cut away for four seconds, you know, yeah. if that, away. You didn't miss a play or anything like that. It adds to it. It's been great for the league. Um, so yeah, you know, people elsewhere are definitely annoyed, but I just enjoy the fact now that, 
Uh, you have people that just get triggered so easily every time they show her on TV. It really feels like the Chiefs have become the team that so many Americans like because you, you have a likable quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. There's some non-sports connections in there because of Taylor Swift, obviously here in St. Louis. Uh, we're running the Chiefs here on, on KMOX, and we're glad to be doing it. But you look at those TV ratings, and you just see a Chiefs team that might not be in a huge market but definitely has the attention of the entire country. No doubt. Well, we got Patrick Mahomes, who is, you know, just, I mean, when you talk about playmaking ability and highlight plays and, and how fun they are to watch, there's also, I think, one, the NFL is always this time of the year going to have massive ratings. But then when you couple with Mahomes and a little bit of the Taylor Swift effect and you get this perfect storm, you know, you said that, that you know, they're the, they're well-liked, they're, you know, and li- likable team. I, I'm with you. I think Mahomes is a very likable guy. However, uh, because they've been winning, man, I, I I think they are the team everybody's rooting against now in the NFL. I you know I kind of disagree at this point now that not just this weekend against Baltimore and Lamar, uh, but I believe the Chiefs now are in that territory that the Patriots used to be in, that the Warriors had been in, that Le- LeBron James has been in, where when you win a lot, eventually people get sick of you and, and don't like you. People don't like winners after a while, and I think that's where things stand right now with the Chiefs and. I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you just got to embrace the hate a little bit and recognize that means you're doing something right. Anybody that grew up a Chiefs fan, uh, I I doubt they probably expected at some point in their lifetime for them to be the team that everybody thinks the league is setting up referee assignments for and this crazy stuff. This uh, team has been flawed offensively most of the season, but... You look at what a, what a Pacheco was able to do. Obviously, Travis Kelsey had a nice day. Uh, you know what Rasheed Rice has been doing all season long. Are enough guys stepping forward? Is there enough offensively for this team to win two more games? So I think that the key for them this week is going to be the injuries. We can talk about that in, in a second. But overall, what you were saying about the slot of the team, what they have done three games in a row now, Cincinnati, the Dolphins, and Buffalo, is they recognize who they are in, in 2023, now 2024, they're not the team, as I said, from 22 or 21. That they're, you know, you're not going to turn Kadarius Tony into something that he's not. Stop trying. You know, I still think they got too cute with McCall Hardman near the goal line that, that nearly cost them uh, the game uh, this past week. You know, focus in on Rasheed Rice. He's shown enough. He's stepped up enough. Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. That should be your bread and butter with this offense. And so I think they've leaned into that. I think they've leaned into having the best defense in football. Uh, and they, when it matters most in the second half, just really rarely give up points. I believe they haven't given up more than seven points in the second half in quite some time, and that's a credit to Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator. So, yeah, I think to answer your question, can they win two more? Absolutely. Now, I want to see what the injury report is later this week. I think there are a couple concerns out there on the offensive line. Joe Tooney, the All-Pros, got a peck strain. You know, can he play Sunday? I don't think he's going to be ruled out until last minute, but that's questionable. Uh, And then on the defensive side, Willie Gay Jr., the linebacker, uh, had a neck injury going into the game, only played a little bit, then was ruled out. Uh, that's something to watch because he's their most athletic linebacker. And when you're dealing with Lamar Jackson, uh, you're, you're going to need that speed and athleticism out of your linebacker. So those are the two injuries that I would be a little concerned with, uh, if anything, heading into the game against Baltimore. Last thing for you real quick before we get you out of here. Uh, the stadium sales tax is going to appear on the April ballot. Uh, legislators made the decision to override uh, Frank White's veto. So now voters are going to get to decide whether or not, what is that, three-eighths or yeah, the three-eighths cent sales tax would fund stadiums for the Chiefs and Royals. Is, this a, is it a foregone conclusion that voters will vote for this, or is this going to be an interesting thing coming up in April? 
so normally I would say there's no no question that it'll pass, and I, and, I, and I still think it likely does. You got the Chiefs tied to the Royals, which is a big deal. If it was just the Royals separately, I think there's a real question. However, at, at this point, between now and April 2nd, uh, there's a lot of questions that still have to be answered, Matt. I mean, the location for the Royals still has not been determined. The the team has promised the legislators and the county that they will let them know by February 29th. I believe early voting starts a week or so before that. Hmm. Uh, there's still some question on exactly what the renovation would look like at Arrowhead. So there's questions that fairly need to be answered. Um, but if you're asking me, if you know, uh, if someone that, that does enjoy a little betting, at least on the Kansas side, sorry for those of you in Missouri, I would tell you I would bet on it passing, yes. How much does uh, Frank White's relationship or lack thereof with the Royals impact his veto? Oh, I think it played a significant role in why this thing dragged out in as long as long as it did and why he was interested in, in going with the veto because while at the end it seemed like he truly was trying to, to get some answers, there was plenty of reporting here locally for months that the teams were trying to meet uh, and perhaps those meetings weren't being scheduled or, or those calls weren't being answered. So I, I, I do think that was part of it. You know, there, there, In fairness, there are questions the team's duty is still answer. Uh, but to block the people from even having a chance, which is what he was trying to do on the April ballot, I thought was ridiculous. So I am glad to see the veto was overturned, and we'll see what happens between now and April. And it's on the teams now. The pressure's on the teams to provide the public with the information that I think is needed. He is Alex Gold. He is a host on uh, 610 Sports in Kansas City, our sister station. Alex, always appreciate you taking some time with us. I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. There's Alex Gold joining us. Up next, Jay Jaffe talks about the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's a our Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on a Graybar Sports Open Line. My name's Matt Pauley. We are so happy who we're going to be able to talk to here in uh, just a moment or so. Today is a very busy day for him. The Hall of Fame class uh, being announced as uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame officially announcing. Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Hilton are officially Hall of Famers. Billy Wagner coming up just a little bit short. Nobody better to talk to than Jay Jaffe. He is uh, the writer of the Cooperstown Casebook. He's also uh, creator of the Jaws metric. That's a great metric to use when assessing a Hall of Fame candidate. You follow him on Twitter at J underscore J-A-F-F-E. Jay, appreciate you taking the time with us today. How are you? Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. Were you pleased with the results of the voting? Yeah, I felt a little bit of uh, uh, of pain for Billy Wagner missing by just five votes. But um, 
very happy to see uh, the hall get three new uh, candidates or three new honorees and uh, uh, particularly happy given that uh, uh, I pushed hard both for Todd Helton, even in his early uh, sluggish days on the ballot, uh, and Joe Maurer, who I strongly felt uh, should go in uh, this year at the first opportunity. CJ Nitkowski tweeted out just a little while ago saying that uh, two writers sent in ballots with just uh, Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez on them, and then there were three voters who voted for him last year but not this year, and it's five votes that Wagner misses out by. It, that just goes to show you how close and how every single one of these votes can matter. Yeah, it, it's extremely close. In fact, um, Joe Maurer just made it by four votes. Yeah. So, you know, we we had we had we had two you know two uh, results within five, and that actually parallels uh, 2017 when Trevor Hoffman missed by five votes and Yvonne Rodriguez made it by four votes. It's 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 almost uncanny how how that worked out. But um, yeah, every vote matters. Um, there's you know there's no question about it. Um, and, and while we track you know while the the tracker. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau's ballot tracker has certainly uh, increased the transparency uh, leading up to election. I believe there were 218 ballots uh, published before the election. Uh, there was still a great deal of uncertainty going in uh, for everybody but Beltray. I mean, Maurer looked likely to get it. Helton looked probably to get it. But, um, you know, those he did not have the... Uh, uh, the number of uh, flips uh, from no to yes that we typically see uh, from a candidate uh, who's about to go over the top. And and likewise for Wagner, and we knew it was going to be close, and it just didn't break his way. For so long, there was the anti-Colorado bias, and that started to go away probably with Larry Walker getting in, and now Todd Helton gets in. That was the only ballpark that there was a bias on. There's other players who had skill sets that would fit certain ballparks, and nobody was dinging them for that. Is it good to see that, uh, that, that Helton gets in and people can really look at his numbers for what they were? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, we we have advanced statistics that help to – uh, adjust for uh, the inflated stats that we see at Coors Field. And you can't just take it uh, by looking at a guy's road stats and saying, oh, this is what he really is. Um, we've seen uh, example after example. I mean, Matt Holliday's road stats were nothing special before he got to St. Louis. And, you, you know, you and your listeners uh, certainly saw what kind of player he was. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's good. It bodes well. Uh, down the road for Nolan Arenado uh, when he hits the ballot. He's uh, definitely on a Hall of Fame track right now, and uh, uh, I expect that uh, someday we'll be having a conversation about his his uh, qualifications uh, uh, as a first-year candidate. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that uh, Helton was recognized in this capacity, just like Walker. Like you alluded to, we all knew that Beltre was going to get in. Are you surprised that Helton ended up getting more votes than Maurer? Um, you know, maybe a little bit, but not by much. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a bias against first ballot, uh, election from those, uh, writers who don't publish their ballots in general, they tend to be much more conservative in that regard. And really, I mean, there's, if you look at it, there's only two catchers have ever been elected by the writers on, on the first ballot. Um, and that's Johnny Bench and and Yvonne Rodriguez. It's ridiculous. I mean, Yogi Berra had to wait um, till his second year. And then we're talking about a guy who was a three-time MP, MVP and 10-time champion. Um, uh, Carlton Fisk, who retired with the all-time record for games caught, had to wait a second year. Uh, Mike Piazza, four years. 
Um, you know, it just it goes on and on. So it's just kind of ridiculous how sluggish it's been. But uh, um, you know, I, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see Mauer recognized. Does Joe Mauer going in in his first year on the ballot impact Yadier Molina and his opportunity to go in on his first year once he gets placed on the ballot? I think it bodes well for, for, for Molina. I think it also bodes well for Buster Posey, um, who I think has probably a more similar uh, resume to Maurer than, than, uh, than Molina. Molina's got the longevity. Um, both of those cases, though, are going to, I think, uh, hinge on uh, the electorate's understanding of, of the way pitch framing added considerable value to their careers. Um, the version of Jaws that I use uh, does not uh, the the wins above replacement uh, version within that from Baseball Reference does not incorporate pitch framing. But um, I've made several efforts in connection with the uh, advancing careers of Molina and Buster Posey and Russell Martin, uh, who I believe is eligible next year, uh, to show how um, pitch framing elevates their value and puts them within. Uh, the range of other uh, value of other catchers from from years past. What what's your gut feeling say on on Molina as a first year ballot uh, Hall of Famer? Do you think it's probably at the end of the day is it probably going to take him a, a couple of years? You know it's it's tough to say. I mean if if Mauer barely made it, you know I can't I I can't promise you that Molina's going to make it first. Um, his candidacy I think looms as kind of a polarizing one. Taking away what we've got. Uh, what we've learned about Omar Vizquel in the years since he, uh, you know, first landed on the ballot, the unsavory allegations uh, against him, uh, his was a fairly polarizing candidacy at first. Um, you know, because uh, the traditional statistics and the advanced statistics uh, showed very different uh, things, and, and uh, to you know, to to voters who were who were trying to make up their minds, and I think that's somewhat true with Molina as well. High hit total, uh, but uh, not a great hitter. Uh, when you look at like OPS plus, um, doesn't do great in traditional wins of overplacement, but does very well once you look at pitch framing, things like that. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a process of educating voters. It may not all happen in a single year. Jay Jaffe is continuing to uh, join us. Gary Sheffield in his 10th year on the ballot. He comes up short. Uh, his numbers look Hall of Fame worthy, and, and I know there there's some PD connection to him, not as much as other players uh, in, in baseball. Do you think he at some point does get in via the Eras Committee? I think at some point. I mean, as, I, as I always say, never is a very, very long time, um, and it's difficult to imagine that um, – you know that that uh, some at some point down the road, or it's easy to imagine that at some point down the road, attitudes will have changed. Um, it may it may not be in my lifetime. I don't know, um, but I, it may not be in, in, in Sheffield's lifetime. But I do think eventually, at some point, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Gary Sheffield, uh, you know, maybe some others will will be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's less likely that players who were suspended for PEDs. Uh, PED uses such as Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez were um, because we've got such definitive proof on them. Um, but I think there's probably going to be, um, you know, maybe some uh, some relaxation of the of the hardline stance uh, uh, institutionally at some point. We obviously saw Scott Rowland get in last year, and his ballot candidacy from year to year. He started with a very small number and kept moving up and up. Who is the individual that maybe is pretty low on the list right now that you think has a chance to eventually get in? Uh, Chase Utley. 
Chase Utley got 28.8% uh, this year, his first on the ballot. Uh, I have him 12th in Jaws among second basemen, mm-hmm. right around the uh, average of the of the Hall second baseman. And, you know, I strongly felt that that he should be uh, elected. Uh, I'm not surprised he fared so sluggishly. Um, the big problem for him is, is a relatively short career, including just uh, 1,885 hits. Uh, no player with fewer than 2,000 in the post-1960 expansion era has been elected by the writers yet. Um, so it's kind of a race between uh, Andrew Jones, who's in the low 60, 60% uh, and Utley, uh, who just obviously just debuted uh, to get there. Um, I think it'll probably be Jones, but once that seal is broken, um, you know, like I said, it could be Posey too. Uh, once that seal is broken, um, I think we'll see all of those guys recognized. Do a lot of writers talk to you and, and throw things off of you during this time? Because you're you're so well known for being on top of this, and obviously your Jaws metric is important, and people can look that up. But what kind of conversations are you having during this balloting period? Oh yeah, I do, I do talk to a lot of writers. Sometimes they call me. Um, even even guys I haven't spoken to, spoken to all year long, they'll call me and maybe ask me, you know, if to uh, they want to bounce a couple ideas off of me or see what I think about this. Uh, especially if it's a if it's a candidate I haven't gotten to in my uh, in my profile series yet. But uh, you know, I, I have a confidential consultation service, as I like to say. Um, I won't drop any names, but uh, there's some very some some you know some people who I've been reading for years and 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 I'm very flattered at the attention. Uh, uh, that they that they give my stuff and um, you know a lot of uh, just a lot of people whose 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 opinions I value are looking to me and it's it's really an honor to uh, to contribute to the process that way but uh, you know sometimes you know I think many people understand how to use Jaws and and use the leaderboards on Baseball Reference but um, you know sometimes they just want a little bit of a sanity check you know for that last spot on the ballot like hey I'm thinking of this does this make sense and they're Checking not only for, you know, based on the metrics, but also trying to see if there's a logical coherence. Because I think if I've left any impact on this process, I, I'd like to think that it's more than just looking at a given number or two. It's, it's trying to make sure within this transparency or, you know, with, within this effort toward, towards transparency that there is at least some logical thread that runs through your ballot. Like I'm voting for these PED guys because of this or I'm not voting for the, these guys because of this. Or something like that, and and sometimes voters bounce that off of me. He is a Jay Jaffe, senior writer with FanGraphs. Uh, Jay, appreciate that. I know this is a very busy day for you and a lot of uh, a lot of requests. So thank you for finding time for us. We really appreciate it. Okay, sure thing. You bet. That's uh, Jay Jaffe joining us here on the program. One more break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up the program, get you all set for and at your service tonight with Mike Elam. He'll join us in just a moment to preview what's going to be going on in his show. That's up next. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Back at it on KMOX. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. Just a uh, couple minutes left in the program. Our good friend Mike Elam in the house. He's got at your service tonight 
8 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock. Mike, always good to uh, see you. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for letting me sit in for a couple yeah, of we minutes. Always, I got text message that we were talking about the Chiefs, and uh, I mentioned Taylor Swift because you can't talk about the Chiefs without uh, mentioning can't. Taylor Swift. And a uh, text message from the uh, 252256, I can't read, says, when I'm listening to a sports talk show and the name Taylor Swift is mentioned, I immediately turn the sound down so I don't have to hear any of that talk like I did a minute ago. Well, then we'll talk about Jason Kelsey. How's that? That's good. He was taking his shirt off, doing that, all kinds of things. That was that a lot was of fun. Awesome. Yeah. It, it was a really good weekend of football. It really was, and I'm looking forward to this coming weekend. I think this is my favorite weekend of football. It is. It's mine, too. Yeah. It, it's going to be exciting. You know, I heard some guy yesterday on an FM station say that. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, I was on with you yesterday on 97.1 FM uh, Talk. You were filling in for uh, for Annie Fry over there. It's two Super Bowl caliber, ga- caliber games without the craziness of the Super Bowl. If you're just a football head, you get to just sit down and watch two fantastic games. And I think everybody is is secretly, unless you're a San Francisco person, everybody's pulling for Detroit to make it. I would agree with that. Like they just want to see Detroit get in there and, and get a shot. You yeah. know, everybody's excited. And I'm excited because I'm going to have some Razorbacks in the Super Bowl either way. Okay. Doesn't happen often, so that's going to be good. Now, you've got about a minute left. Take me through what's going to be going on on your show tonight. Man, we've got a full lineup of guests. We're going to talk a little bit about the New Hampshire primary, of course. Yep. George Russo is going to join us. He is running for uh, state rep. Um, we have got uh, Mark Harder, who is St. Louis County Council. We're going to talk about the Alzheimer's Walk, believe it or not. Did you know the Alzheimer's Walk in St. Charles is one of the largest in the country? I did not. So there you go. We're going to talk about that. we got all kinds of stuff that's lined up, so tune in, hang in. We're going to be to 10 o'clock tonight. Awesome. So Mike Elam's up next. Tomorrow we do not have a sports open line. Uh, Slew Billikens basketball, their game starts at 6, so they'll go have a 545 pregame. Uh, I'll be back with you on Thursday for the countdown to opening day show. I'm going to have Brad Thompson on. We're going to be recording that over at Cardinal Nation on Thursday at 12 o'clock. So if you want to meet Brad, you can stop on by Cardinal Nation at 12 o'clock on Thursday. That's it for a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We'll talk to you on Thursday here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.